JT DeBolt here today for the True Driven Podcast, the podcast for the few, the true, the driven, a group of people I like to call the true driven, and we're going to be talking specifically about what that term means, who it applies to, and does it apply to you. Before I jump into this, let me just say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here for the True Driven Podcast. I'm thrilled you're here. And for those of you who have followed me for a while, you know this is not my first podcast. I had a couple of podcasts in the past. Um, I talked a lot about entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurship, these kinds of things. I'll be talking a lot about that as well, high performance uh, strategies, etc. I'm going to be bringing a lot of that stuff over from the from the former podcast, the past podcast. But this is going to be a lot different format than you're used to. First and foremost, there's a video element to it for those of you who want to check it out on YouTube. But more importantly, it's the message. Um, I'll get a little bit into the backstory in just a moment. Um, but just to kind of give you guys who have followed me for a while, first and foremost, a huge thank you for doing that, for supporting me and encouraging me to bring the podcast back. I want to say that this is absolutely dedicated to you all. Just a little word of caution, though, and this goes out to anybody who's followed me in the past or anybody who's kind of new here. I'm not necessarily everybody's cup of tea. Um, I have a tendency to shoot straight, call it like it is. I use foul language. Um, I'm abrasive at times. If that doesn't work for you, this is probably a great time to opt out. The exits are right there. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, I have a tendency to call it like it is, and... um, for some people, that works. For some people, that's awesome. For others, it is not so great. In my past podcasts, I tried to be kind of reserved. I tried to be uh, censored a little bit. I tried to be clean and filtered and all these kinds of things. And I just found that it burnt me out, man. It wiped me out. And I don't. I wouldn't recommend that for anybody, personally. I'm a big believer in being authentic to who you are, being true to who you are, and, and following your heart. But more importantly, following your authenticity for who you are. When I talk about true driven, the word true is very important because the most important people we have to be truthful to, first and foremost, is ourselves. And I came to realize that I wasn't really being as truthful to myself in the past with my message. I was trying to kind of follow a cookie cutter approach to the personal development guru sort of model. I don't want to be anything like that personally, nothing against the personal development gurus. You know, they, they've done good for people in the past. It's just not who I am. What this podcast is really designed to do is to help a very small select group of folks. And I'll describe who those are in just a moment. Not just get through life based on who they are, but to thrive based on who they truly are. The true drivens. True driven is both a verb and a noun. You can be true driven and you can be a true driven. We'll talk specifically about what those two mean in just a moment. The real purpose behind this podcast, not just this episode, but the actual platform itself is because right now more than ever, there is a celebration of mediocrity in our society. We literally celebrate weakness we celebrate, uh, you know, uh, ease and 
anything that is comfortable. We're starting to elevate people who are unhealthy and saying that's the new norm. We elevate people who are lazy and show that that is somehow we, we almost glorify it. And I'm here to challenge that. I'm here to tell you right now that if you're somebody who pushes for excellence, you are under attack. Maybe you've even noticed this. For those true drivens out there, you feel this where uh, society tells you that competition is a bad thing, which is utter bullshit. Like competition is one of the most beautiful things ever. We'll talk specifically about that later. But competition, being strong, being capable, being self-sufficient, being sovereign, has suddenly become vilified in the media, in the press, social media, big tech. And you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not here to get all political and get on any kind of a high horse. But what I am going to call is I'm going to basically tell you straight up, if you're somebody who is pushing to be great, that has a focus on excellence, personal excellence, who has high standards for yourself, who maybe right now you're feeling a little bit misunderstood. Maybe you're feeling uh, that you have been disenfranchised by a society who is now celebrating weakness and, and laziness and mediocrity. I just want to let you know, if you're one of those people that feels disconnected from that kind of shit, you're not alone. My purpose, my passion, my mission is to ensure that you out there, the true drivens, have a place where you are heard, understood, and where you can actually grow and become even more of who you really are. This is not a woo-woo session. This is not a motivational session. I don't believe in that kind of crap. If you subscribe to that stuff, that's awesome. I'm not making that out to be bad. I just personally have found it not to be effective for myself and those high performers who are looking to accomplish big things in their businesses and in their lives. This is not motivation at all. If you feel that kind of motivation, if you feel that inspiration, that's a byproduct of you identifying with something inside the message. It's not my role to do that. You can only do that for yourself. I'm not here to do that. I'm going to kick your ass at times. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit where it's there, you know, where it is. And frankly, I'm just going to be myself. The reason I did this is because I had a track record in my life of working with high performers. And honestly, I will say this. It's when you when you identify as as a person who's who's naturally authentically driven where you have that drive something you can't turn off where it's 24/7 for you there's no other way to live your life and if you're not where you want to be in your career in your business maybe you haven't launched the business yet if you're not where you want to be with your relationships with your fitness with your health there's a there's a bigger underlying thing going on right now than perhaps you are recognizing and perhaps you're facing and that's what this platform is designed to do my experience in life is you know for those of you who have followed me for a while you'll know this for those who are brand new welcome by the way um, what I will tell you is I've got a, I've got a pretty much an entire lifetime resume of taking the hard path, knowing deep down inside that there was something bigger and better for me. I wanted to be a fighter pilot, a Navy pilot ever since I was a kid. And I had a lot of people, teachers, coaches, friends, family members that would told me I would never do it, mostly because I was diagnosed with ADD at a very early age. I was a terrible student. But I fought and swam upstream against what everybody else was saying I should do, what everybody else was saying I could do. 
And if right now you're in a position in your business, in your life, in your career where you feel that, you feel kind of ostracized almost where people are telling you, hey, that's crazy. Or they're telling you you're not really cut out for that. Or maybe that's what's going on up here, right? You're saying that to yourself. Then you got to fucking pay attention because you're going to hear me talk a lot about business. I'm an entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years now. And what I can tell you is that being an entrepreneur for me is the is probably the most effective way to make change in the world. It's not fucking politicians. Unfortunately, they have proven to be completely fucking useless in making change, positive change in the world. I don't care what political side of the aisle you're on. Every both all, you know, both sides of that argument, there's there's a lot wrong with that group of folks. Entrepreneurs are the ones that will make the difference. They've made the difference in most of the innovations in the world. In fact, all of the innovations. And so, uh, you know, between scientists and entrepreneurs and things like that, there, there are amazing gifted people out there that have made huge, uh, made a huge difference in the world for society. I just personally uh, kind of focus more on the business side, on the entrepreneur side. Overarching, I love leadership. I have found that of all the qualities, human qualities that we possess, that we can foster, nurture, strengthen, and develop, leadership is the most useful, most impactful skill set, most impactful, powerful characteristic that we have as individuals. Whether you identify as a leader, whether you say to yourself, hey, I am a natural born leader, I'm a strong leader, whether those, those things are true and evident for you is, is something that we can work through. Because I truly believe that anybody can be a leader. Anybody can work on those leadership skills. Anybody can work on the tenets of leadership and become great at them. I had to as a kid growing up, you know, people, I had people telling me there's no way you're ever going to be a pilot. You're a lousy student. If you graduate high school, going off to college is a total dream and uh, going off to do something as complex as flying military aircraft, not your game. Set your sights a little bit lower. Now, listen, this was being said to me by people of influence, you know, teachers, people that I looked up to, coaches, athletic coaches, close friends, my family, not all of my family, but enough people to where as a young kid growing up, you start to question, you start to wonder, are they right? I was so fortunate. I can't even begin to speak about how grateful I am and how fortunate, how, how literally the stars must have aligned because somehow, somewhere inside, I knew that all of that rhetoric, all that bullshit about this is what, you know, like you should set your, your standards down here where our, ours are, which is basically what those people were saying. Somehow I didn't listen, whether it's the rebellious streak I have in me whether it's my, uh, you know, complete um, disdain for authority, which is ironic because I wanted to be in the military and we'll get to that in a second. But whether that was, you know, any one of those things or all of those things kind of colluded together to keep me from getting off the path to my true mission, my true vision for life, I have no idea. What I can say with a high degree of clarity and confidence is that 
even though I didn't understand what the true, the term true driven was back then, I could identify with what it meant to be true driven. My focus, my mission is to help more people like you wake up to the reality of who they truly are, being a true driven and what it truly means to fulfill that role in business and in life and really in society because we need more true drivens that are willing to buck the the trend. They're willing to say fuck you to this whole idea that everybody's got to be the same. Everybody's got to be, uh, you know, we got to raise everybody so that we're all on the same level. Because you know, as a true driven, you will want to kick everybody's ass. You'll want to surpass people, not to be better than them, not to be separate from them, not to put people down so that you're up here. That's not what we're talking about. It's because those folks who cannot possibly hope to live up to your standard, we're not going to play down to their level. We're going to make them rise to ours. And in so doing, we're going to give them the gift of being able to experience life to its fullest. We're going to help them see that they can push themselves past their preconceived notions of who they are. That's a big gift. That's a, that's a major deal, my friend. And so for us to be able to do that for ourselves and set that example for the people around us, that's what it's all about. Now, I got here not because I'm a genius, not because I have all the answers. In fact, none of that stuff. I'm figuring this stuff out just like you are. But I busted my ass to get through the ranks. Uh, You know, I graduated high school just barely, joined the Navy right out of high school, became an aircraft mechanic just so I had the ability to be inside the world of naval aviation. That was my it wasn't it wasn't my dream or a goal. It was my fucking mission. And that's the difference. If you want to accomplish big things in your life, you have to stop thinking of them as dreams. Dreams are things you wake up from. You got to stop thinking about it as a goal because frankly, traditional goal setting sucks. All these people, all these motivational gurus that uh, create these goal setting courses and teach you how they can help you set and achieve goals. Vast majority of them are using the same retreaded paradigm that hasn't worked for anybody for a very long time. There's a lot of studies out there. You can do the research for yourself about 92% of the people who use the smart goal. You guys remember smart I'm not going to get into the whole thing because I'm not going to pay it its due. It's already been overdue to get done, to be gone. Smart goal setting does not work 92% of the time. The 8% of the time that it does work, about 60% of those 8% are actually happy with what they got. That means that the vast majority of people who set goals either don't achieve them or when they do achieve them, they're not happy with what they got at the end of that hard work. Talk about demotivating. There's a better way to do this. I call it mission accomplishment. It's been part of what I've done for the past going on 15 years. It's helping people define and accomplish their missions in business and life. And that's what I'm here to do is to help you as a leader develop into that person you truly want to be to figure out how to harness that true internal drive and go against the grain of society. Who's telling you to play it small, play it safe, be mediocre, Accept what you can, and oh, by the way, stay in line. Don't pop your head up. Don't be too proud. Don't be too awesome. Fuck that shit. We're going we're gonna to run counter to that. 
Now, I will say this, that even after I graduated high school, I had a I had an uphill climb because when I was in the Navy, I applied six different times to become an officer so that I could go on to flight school. I was going to pursue this dream, whether people in my world told me I couldn't or not. And I got rejected by the U.S. Navy six different times. The six the, the U.S. Navy told me six times, no, you aren't leadership material. You're not aviator material. You're a decent aircraft mechanic. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. But that's not for you. And if you've ever had a goal, if you've ever had something inside you, a dream where you voiced that to the world and the people around you said, dude, there's no way you're not qualified for this. You don't have anything special about you that would uh, indicate that you should be this type of thing, an artist, an entrepreneur, an executive, an athlete, whatever that thing is. If you've ever had a dream, if you've ever had something that burned inside your heart and the world around you told you you weren't good enough for it or it was too good for you, then you know what I'm talking about. You might be at that critical phase right now in your, in your journey. And I can tell you right now, this is the time to lean into it. You're going to have to find that true drive in order to accomplish everything you want in your, in, in your life. And again, I don't mean to make this sound like some motivational speech from a life coach because that's I'm neither one of those. Motivation is up to you. I'm just going to show the light. I'm going to I'm going to light the torch and we're going to walk through that dark cave together. That's my role. I applied six different times, all six times the US Navy said no. I eventually had to make a really hardcore decision, which is a leadership principle. The ability to make decisions, to be decisive. I could have stayed in the military, full-time benefits, regular paychecks, regular promotions, or I could get out and go into the cold, cold, you know, cold hard world and uh, do it on my own, which is exactly what I did. I got out, went to college, proved myself academically, got accepted to the University of Colorado at Boulder. Uh, went into their ROTC program, Navy ROTC Reserve Officer Training Corps. Think of it like, uh, you know, boot camp for college kids, if you want to think of it that way. Basically, every week you train, you take classes and this kind of stuff to teach leadership, teach military stuff. And then at the end of four years, you graduate with a commission as a commissioned officer. And that's exactly what I did. What's interesting is, even though I was a terrible student in high school, I took on a very challenging degree in college, graduated but I graduated number one in my class in ROTC. I was the honor graduate. And in so doing, I was able to get accepted to flight school, went off to flight school, graduated on September 7th, 2001, four days before 9-11, and achieved my wings of gold in the face of adversity, in the face of the world, including the fucking Navy, telling me I couldn't do it. I achieved what most people said would never happen. And yeah, I had people that did support me. I'm not saying the whole world was against me. I don't want to make it out to be that way. So you probably right now have people that are in your corner that believe in you. And, and that's the fucking reason right now you have to be on the path. That's the reason right now you owe it to those people to not give up. You owe it to those people not to bow down to the fear, to the insecurities, to the self-doubt. You owe it to them. But dude, you owe it to yourself. More importantly, you owe it to yourself. But here's the thing for a lot of people, that part, that relationship between the, the, the dream or the goal and hopefully which will become a mission, that thing, 
Oftentimes when we connect it to ourselves, that's where it loses steam. So sometimes you have to externalize it. Sometimes you have to say, hey, listen, there are people, a handful at most, who believe in me, who want this for me, who know I can do this. And I'm here to tell you right now, I sometimes will believe in you more than you believe in you. But dude, you've got to figure out if this is going to be the rest of your life, if you're going to show up as a grand champion of your life, or are you going to let all that shit that's being fed to you about mediocrity, about what you deserve, about what you're capable of, if you're willing to allow that to be the dictation of your life, the rest of your life, that's a sad, sad, sad waste of gifts, a sad, sad waste of talent, a sad waste of potential. And so I'm going to stand here and I'm going to beat this drum as long as I got breath in my lungs. I went on, I did graduate flight school, as I said, and I was very fortunate to go on and do some cool stuff. I flew surveillance and reconnaissance missions, armed surveillance and reconnaissance missions, supporting uh, Navy SEALs and Delta Force guys uh, over Afghanistan. Uh, That was tremendously rewarding. And I could tell you this, man, listen, being around high achievers, whether it was Navy SEALs, Navy pilots, titans of business, some of the best marketers, some of the most well-known names in the industries and business. I've had the privilege of being with those folks, either having them as clients, having them as friends, or having them as mentors on some capacity. I've been in all of those roles. And, and what's amazing about that is I look at the, the things I've learned from them, what I've gleaned from them, plus my own lessons from <laughs> the school of hard knocks and, and the road to uh road to being true driven and feel like it's my obligation to share these things with you. Now I got to say this, there are kind of a, you know, striation of, of people in society. You've got those people who think they're driven. They talk a big game. They're the ones that always say, Oh, I'm the hardest worker in the room. You know, I work harder than everybody. Sometimes you see them in the gym, they got that silly ass t-shirt, hardest worker in the gym. Bro, if you need to have a t-shirt to tell people that you're the hardest worker in the gym, you probably aren't. Now, I'm not saying you're not working hard, you're just spending a lot of time working hard telling people how hard you work. It's a fucking given. Like, true driven people know that you have to work hard. Duh. Like, we all get that. That's kind of part of the the journey, part part of the recipe. The difference between that kind of a person who feels like they need to tell everybody how hard they're hustling, the hustle porn that took over forever. Hustle your face off. I only uh, sleep four hours a night if I sleep. That kind of bullshit, that rhetoric, there's, there's a time and place for that. Like when you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you're trying to show off coming up in the world. But as you mature and as you start to settle in to being a professional, You have to learn the true nuances of what it means to truly be driven. There's a clear delineation of people that I have found claiming to have true drive. Now, there's the kind of think of it like group one. They're the kind of people who constantly talk about how hard they work, constantly talk about how much time they put in, how they have to prove by getting there earlier and staying there later. Somehow that makes them a a cut above, right? You get those folks. And that that makes sense. Makes, I guess, sense. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if people are talking about being hungry, you have to understand if you're hungry, what happens when you eat? You're satiated, you're satisfied. 
Then what? So if you're going off the concept or the principle that you're hungry, what happens when you achieve what you get or what you want? That's going to be awesome, except that if you're just going off life being hungry, well, guess what? Now that you've eaten, now that you've achieved that thing, you lose the drive. And I see this all the time. Maybe you've had this experience. Maybe you've seen it from other people. The ones that talk the big game and then they get, bam, they achieve the success. They hit the financial figure that they're doing or whatever it is they're trying to do. They build the business. They sell the business. Whatever the thing is, they get the house. They get the car. They get the the member of the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever it is they're persuasion is and they go into cruise control happens all the time in dating work out take good care of ourselves have nice clothes buy the car and all that kind of crap to attract the object of our affection and as soon as that relationship's locked in we let ourselves go no wonder there's 50 percent marriage and divorce who knows if that accurate, if that statistic's accurate, same thing in business, you'll get to see people who are completely broke and they're hungry, they're hungry, hungry, hungry. Then they grow, they grow, they grow, they hit that fricking whatever that thing is they're trying to do. And then they plateau out because they were hungry. They weren't driven. That doesn't mean, by the way, that if you fall into either of those categories, that you can't stay driven. I'm going to talk about that. It just means that we have to be clear. This misconception about somehow being hungry, being a hard worker. No shit. You have to be. Being motivated, by the way, that's the other thing that just drives me crazy. Is all these people like, hey, I just need to be motivated. If you need to be motivated, you're not driven. Driven people will do shit no matter what. They will do the work. They'll put in the time even when they don't feel like it. Even when they're tired. Even when they're hungover. Even when they're, they've, they've lost any kind of sense like this is going to work out, they just don't quit. They have that, that internal combustion engine that just keeps going. And so you've got those folks who are always hustling, always flexing, always telling you what they, you know, that they're going to be the next big thing. Then you've got the other folks who, uh, who work their asses off. They've been focused. They've been grinding. But all of a sudden, they start to kind of feel like, man, this is just nothing left. They, they get kind of demotivated, like I was talking about a moment ago, when they hit the plateau. Maybe they feel like the best days of their life have passed them by. Maybe they're the athlete that got to a certain level but had a couple of injuries, started to have you know kind of life get in the way, so to speak, let themselves off the hook. And they've lost that, that, that athletic build, that athletic drive that, that had them strong and, and capable. That happens all the time. But then you get those people, the extreme rare cross-section, if you will, of society who do, in fact, have that natural drive. They are the person that when they walk in the room, they got that it factor. You go, oh, yeah, they're, here they are. They have arrived. You know that they've had the trials. You know they've had the tribulations. You know they've been through it, and yet here they stand. There's something about that cool confidence, that unspoken, I don't need to prove to you that I'm the hardest worker in the room to know that I am. They're the kind of person that when they show up, you listen. When they're the kind of person that uh, when they arrive, you can't wait to have time with them. A very special, unique type of person. Now, I call them true driven, and there's, again, three different levels of true driven. The first is the person that is truly driven but somehow feels a little bit lost. They have the drive. They know they want to show up. They're going to keep going. They're going to keep going. But they feel like perhaps 
they've lost the focus. They've lost what this thing is all about. It happens a lot. You're driven and you know you could do more. You're driven, but when you take a day off, you feel like you're cheating. You feel like you're taking your foot off the gas pedal. You're driven, but you achieve things and somehow it just doesn't quite satisfy you. That's the reason I say you can be hungry and eat and be satiated. When you're truly driven, sometimes you eat and you should be full. You should be satiated, but you want more. And society tells you you're greedy. Society tells you you're wrong. Well, guess what? Society's wrong for telling you that. They want you to play down to their level so they don't have to stare into the abyss of their own insecurities. They don't have to address the fact that they've allowed themselves to get soft. Now, there's another level of true driven, and it's that person who is finding the fulfillment in what they do, but they keep going so hard that they almost burn themselves out and alienate themselves from the people around them. Could be family, could be friends, could be coworkers, colleagues, business partners. They're hyper-driven, but they almost seem obsessed and sometimes a little bit on the nut side. They haven't quite hit burnout, but they know it's around the corner and they almost chase that. Not because they want to be burnt out, but because they feel like that's where they actually get their edge. They believe in competition, but the more uh, the person they compete with the most is themselves. That's a pretty special kind of person. Sometimes they'll be at things like a kid's game or an anniversary or a dinner out, and they seem a little bit distant, like they're thinking about something else because they are. Not because they don't want to be with those people, not because they're not happy or grateful to be at the sporting event or be with their, their partner, their love of their life. It's not that. It's perceived that way from the people around them. It's more about they feel that inevitability that they have to keep pushing. They haven't quite figured out yet how to make it automatic. It's almost a fear or insecurity that if I take my foot off the gas pedal, somehow I'm going to lose this natural internal drive that I've tapped into and developed in order to be a true driven. That's a lot of people inside the true driven community. And if you can identify with that, then I'm grateful to say, welcome home. Now, there is that third level. This is a very, very unique, very rarefied breed of person. The true driven person who has figured it out, who has been able to have what most people call it all, right? They have it all, the have it all person, the have it all man, woman, whatever. They're the in case of emergency, break glass type of person. Like when the shit hits the fan, that's the person you want to be in the room with you. And what's more importantly is it's not an off-putting arrogance, but it's definitely an evident confidence that comes with everything they do. When they walk in the room, you know they're there. And if you've never met one and they walk in the room, you don't know who that person is. The minute you have any kind of contact with them, you get it. That person right there is somebody special. You may find these people that, if you are one, that people fear you, they respect you, they love you, they want to be like you, and sometimes it's a little bit hard to manage that. So 
What we're going to talk about inside True Driven is the ability to figure out, are you one of those three types of people? Are you one of those three levels of True Driven? If you're not and you want to be, how to create the pathway to finding or discovering or perhaps rediscovering that natural internal drive, how to harness it, how to leverage it, how to keep it, maintain it, sustain it, and expand it. But more importantly, how not to just not lose yourself in the pursuits that you have in business and life, but more importantly, how to tap into it so that you don't lose who you really are. I will tell you this from personal experience. It sucks that you go through life, you try to do the best you can, you have the best intentions in life, but you're trying to kind of conform to the way other people think it needs to be done. Whether it's in a career, whether it's in a role that you have inside your community or a role you have inside your home. The minute you start doing anything that's not you, the minute you start giving away or surrendering or not being authentically true to yourself, that's where the wheels fall off. And if you're a driven person and you are committed to doing excellent things with excellence in every aspect of your life, it can get very lonely very fast. So you definitely want to associate and be surrounded by people who have that natural internal drive. Now, I will say this with regard to this community and this movement. I'm not a big fan of telling people how to do things. I'll give you my best practices. I'll share with you generously my experience in life. But I don't pretend to have all the answers. I just don't. Um, what I share with you is based on real life experience. I, I'm a, I'm a student. I study for sure, but I make an effort that when I study something and I'm like, yep, that's definitely something I want to take into my life. I put it into practice, not just a bunch of notes and then turn around and regurgitate the information. My intention for you is to be the voice or the amplifier of a message that will hopefully help you take your game to the next level. I'm not here to tell you how to do stuff. And I'm not going to make any kind of guarantees or promises that what I teach is going to work specifically for you because it depends on you. It depends on how focused, how intentional, how hard you work, but more importantly, how earnest you are and how authentic you do it relative to how you show up. So if you're trying to be just like somebody else, if you're trying to do it just like somebody else, that's likely where you get your ass kicked. You can follow in that person's footsteps, but do it your way. Speak your language. Be yourself. Show up. Dress the way you need to dress. But more importantly, give the world authentically 100% you, not some watered down, diluted, or dressed up, costumed version of you because somebody else did it better or is doing it great. You think you've got to do it just like them. Don't do that. The other part about this is I got to say this. Because, man, it's a big epidemic in our society. Certainty kills. Certainty kills. People want certainty worse than anything. And there's a bunch of fucking motivational gurus out there that tell you that certainty is the answer. It's not. It's actually death. Certainty will lead you to the road of absolute destruction if you allow it to. Thinking that you have it all figured out. Thinking that your way is the way. Thinking that this won't work. It hasn't worked in the past, therefore it's never going to work for me. I'm not that kind of person. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a slow learner. 
I'm this, I'm that. You start coming from that place, you're putting a fucking shackle around your ankle. You're you're tying it to a very big, heavy uh, rock and then throwing that rock over the edge of a cliff, expecting it not to drag you down into the abyss. Certainty kills. Curiosity on the flip is the thing that wins the day. So if you're not where you want to be, or if you say to yourself, yep, I've already heard this before. This is just another freaking guy. Maybe. Or maybe you can get curious and ask yourself, what have I, what have I not heard yet? What's different about, the, about it this time? The answer is always going to be you. You're different this time. You might have heard somebody tell you one plus one equals two, and you go, yeah, I know that. The question is, yeah, okay, if you know that, what does it actually mean to you? What's the meaning behind the message you've heard so many times, whether it be simple or whether it be complex? If you come from a place of certainty, that's the, that is the path of destruction. That's what we're seeing in society right now. Everybody's certain that they're right. Everybody's certain that they've got it figured out. Everybody's certain that they have the facts. Everybody's certain that they have the answers. Even when deep down inside they know. They still have that childlike insecurity, that fear when they go to bed at night and they can't go to sleep. And they're tossing and turning. They're saying to themselves, yeah, I don't have it all figured out. And I got people right now looking at me. If you're a leader, you know this. If you're a leader, you've got people that are that are absolutely looking to you on a probably daily basis for the answers. And you feel the pressure because you're trying to find the solution to every single fucking thing that comes up. I get it. I fucking 100% get it. But I'm here to tell you right now that if you're coming from a place of certainty, you're putting undue pressure on yourself self, and you're also promoting a lie to the people around you. It's 100% okay. I role modeled it for you just a moment ago. I don't have all the fucking answers. I'm going to give you what I got though. And whatever I don't have, we will discover together. Now, here's another aspect to this. Risk takers win. Period. End of story. If you're going to be a true driven, you got to be prepared to take risks. And I probably don't need to be saying that to you right now because if you found this and if you're into this by this point, 30, 40 minutes into this conversation, you likely already understand that taking risks in life is part of success. I've said this before. You might lose in a risk. And so often people are fucking scared of losing. It's one of the biggest fears people have. That's the reason they don't ask the person out on the date. It's the reason they don't start the business. The reason they don't write the book. The reason they don't launch the podcast. The reason they don't do half the shit that they were destined to do in the first place. How many great people, musicians, artists, entrepreneurs, leaders, never were realized because of a fear of losing. I shudder to think what that number is, but I'm guessing it's probably pretty high because people fear losing. And what causes them to fear losing? They fear losing because they think by losing, that makes them a loser. They think that somehow they lost whatever it was, an investment, an opportunity, whatever the thing was. They asked the person out. The person shot them down. They put their uh, business pitch in front of the investor. The investor told them to get lost, right? Whatever. They started the business. The business crumbled. Somehow that loss makes them a loser or that failure makes them a failure. 
I got some hardcore news for you, my friend. This is going to suck to hear for some of you. You've got to stop attach, attaching your identity to your beliefs, to your thoughts, and to your uh, results, period. You can think a thought. You can think to yourself in a moment, God, I suck at this. That does not make make you a person who sucks at that thing. It means that you had a thought. You can shift that thought in an instant and say, I'm learning how to do this thing. Maybe you suck at golf. Maybe you can't hit a freaking golf ball to save your life. But if you go, I suck at golf, then it's you're just reinforcing something that is becoming a belief, a different thing than a thought, right? But if you say to yourself, hey, I'm learning golf, I'm getting better at it. I'm doing, I'm, you know, working toward getting better at golf. You will perform way better. Same for entrepreneurship, same for fatherhood, parenthood, whatever the thing is. So if you've got a, a, a thought that keeps coming up for you, you can shift the thought faster than you can reprogram a belief. And if, and if you think your beliefs are you, that's a whole nother ball game. You're not, your beliefs are not you. You are not your beliefs and you can recondition your beliefs over time. But the one that is the most shocking, most people get that whole thought and belief thing. They're like, yeah, I get it, dude. I'm tracking. But what's crazy to me is the results. People identify with their results, man. It didn't work out. Therefore, I suck. I failed. Therefore, I'm a failure. I lost. Therefore, I'm a loser. And what does that do? It prevents you at the next opportunity that life gives you, or in some cases, you worked your ass off to get in front of. It causes you to hesitate, to doubt, and to back away. Sometimes in risk, you're going to lose. Losing does not make you a loser. Every time in winning, there is a risk involved, though. Sometimes when you risk, you lose. But every time you win, there was a risk. You have to risk in order to win. In order to win, you have to take risks. And that's part of what we talk about here with True Driven. So get used to it. Find some way to, to, to sink into a sense of comfort if you need to. At least get to the point where you say to yourself, risk takers win always. And I am a risk taker. Here's the other thing. Competition is not just amazing. It's not just awesome, but it is crucial. True Driven's find that internal competition all the time. Sometimes they're competing against other people. Mostly they're competing against themselves. How to show up with more intensity, how to show up with more focus, how to show up with more effectiveness. All of those things are byproducts of a competition or a competitive mind frame, a competitive spirit, a competitive energy. And if you have that stuff inside of you, you can be very effective. You will be effective if you are a competitive person. You will be super ineffective and super impotent if you are not competitive or if you think competition is nasty or ugly, just like fucking society is trying to ram down your throat. Competition is a beautiful thing. Perfection is for amateurs. Perfection is for amateurs. People that say, well, I'm a perfectionist. I look at them and say, well, that's unfortunate. Talk to me when you're ready to grow up. That sounds judgmental. I'm not coming from a place of judgment. I'm coming from a place of love. I want them to wake the fuck up. I want them to grow the fuck up. I don't want to hear that from anybody. I'm a perfectionist. If you're a perfectionist, 
get a fucking life. Like seriously, nobody in the world has ever been perfect. And you know that point at one example of perfection in your life, somebody that you know, that's perfect. If you can prove that to me, send it to me. Cause I, I definitely want to study that. Here's the other thing you need to know. We are part of what they call the animal kingdom. We're in nature. No matter if you're stuck in a high rise or your, you know, life is spent online, you're still part of nature. And in nature, nature abhors perfection. If there's a cheetah out hunting for its prey and something looks too perfect, it's probably artificial. Artificial represents a threat. That ain't right. And the cheetah will depart. So why in the world would you want to be perfect? What about perfectionism actually renders anything great? The pressure to make yourself and everything around you perfect will lead to fucking unhappiness. And, and, and like a complete lot. In fact, for the most part, where people are dissatisfied in life, disillusioned in life, is because they've been pursuing perfection. They buy the thing and it's not enough. They want more. They get the thing. They, they earn the title. They earn the whatever it is. And they're unhappy, unfulfilled. You can be very driven and want more, but still be grateful and still be fulfilled. You can be very driven and attain great things and have lots of cool shit to prove and show for it and still be happy. But this concept of perfectionism, complete amateur move. The pursuit of perfection, the refinement and the, and the pursuit of excellence on a daily basis, that's different than perfectionism. Perfectionism typically leads to procrastination, leads to all kinds of other pain I'm not going to get into right now. The pursuit of perfection is for winners, but perfectionism is for amateurs. Also, excuses are for cowards. I'm just going to say it straight up. We all make excuses. I make excuses. The most successful people in the world you know make excuses. Think of the most fulfilled, happy, wholesome person you can think of. That person makes excuses. Think of the most successful, achieved, highest achieved person you know. Person makes excuses. Now, the difference between a true driven and everybody else, the difference between a high performer and everybody else is true drivens and high performers, they don't live in their excuses. They experience the excuse just like a change in temperature. They go outside to check their mail. The wind blows their hat off. They pick the hat up. They put it back on. That's pretty much what an excuse is like for a true driven. They experience it. They don't live in it. They are the person in the windstorm, not the hat. Not the piece of trash, not the leaf getting blown by the windstorm. And that's where people who are living in their excuses, they're living in the wind of excuses. The windstorm that's blowing them to and from wherever. Well, I would, but I don't have the time. I would, but, but I don't have the money. I would, but, but I don't have the experience. I would, but, but I'm too old, too young, too short, too tall, too fat, too skinny, too fuck off. Like, honestly, let's get past this bullshit behavior pattern, habit pattern of making excuses. Or I should say of living in excuses. It's fine to make an excuse. It's natural. But do you live in the excuse? That's the question. The other thing I'm about to say is not going to be pleasant, but pain is the pathway. And right now in this life where Society's telling you you should feel good, you should be comfortable, you should have a life of ease, a life of comfort, follow your bliss. 
hey man, sometimes you're going to get your ass kicked. In fact, probably right now, if you're not where you want to be, or if you're trying to get to that next level, and for whatever reason, you can't seem to break past that fucking glass ceiling, it's because you might be avoiding something or or ignoring it altogether, meaning you know it's there, and you're just going to pretend like it's not there. Avoiding it is like, hey, I know this is going to suck. I'm just going to do it later. I'm going to put it off. I'm just going to pretend or find a way around it. Ignoring it is to say, oh, it's really not that bad when you know it is. I'm encouraging you to lean into the pain, lean into the fear. Pain is the pathway. And true drivens know this because being true driven is the exact opposite of being fear driven. They deal with fear. They work with fear. They're not fearless. Fearless is a joke. Fearless is kind of a little bit like uh, perfectionism. It's an amateur move. Everybody's got fear. SEAL Team 6 had fear when they went in to take down Osama bin Laden, but they leveraged it. They worked with it. They danced with it and accomplished the mission. I talk about the the big four, which I'm going to get to in a second, but before I do, I want to talk about the six elements of what it means to be true driven. Think about how these are either present in your life or absent. Think about if they're present in your life, how evident they are, meaning how, how much you do this on a daily basis, how consistent you are with it. The first part about being true driven is true driven people are very disciplined. They have a sense of discipline. And it's so interesting to me how the word discipline has become somehow vilified in our society. We actually use it as a uh, as both a verb and a noun. Like you have discipline, was characteristic, or you've been disciplined. I'm going to discipline you. Right? You ever notice that? You get disciplined, punished. But if you have discipline, we haven't quite disconnected that meaning. We think if I have discipline, then therefore I'm going to miss out on shit. No, what it means is discipline is that celebration of doing hard stuff, but not just doing the hard thing. It's not just the what, it's the when. Doing it when it's hardest. Getting up in the middle of the night, or sorry, first thing in the morning, or staying up late, whatever the thing is, to finish the, the role, finish the job, finish the thing. Having the discipline to, 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 to make the tough choices and the tough decisions. Having the discipline to stay the course. Having the discipline to say yes or to say no. Having the discipline to work hard or to know when to take one of the reps off so that you don't overdo it. True driven have discipline. The other thing they have is vision. Discipline and vision are very, very important to one another because you could be a highly disciplined person, but if you don't have a vision for where you're going, you run off a cliff. I've seen this a lot. I've seen people that are very disciplined run themselves into a into the ground or run themselves off a cliff, run themselves broke because they weren't operating from a place of vision. They were just going in a direction, just not a very effective direction. So what does it mean to have vision? The way I like to think of vision is this. Vision is a clear sense of who you are and what you want and the impact that that makes on the world around you and yourself. If you can think about vision as the, the, the direction that you're headed in your life, the overall thing, the overarching kind of theme of your life, if you want to think of it that way, that's what we talk about with vision. And I'll get into vision more in just a second. The other thing that True Driven has that other folks don't have is a level of intensity. Now, it's one thing to be fired up and be motivated and excited when things are going great. It's another thing to be able to show up to that thing 
when you're getting your ass kicked. When you want to take the day off. When you feel like your heart's broken. When you feel like there's no hope. When you feel like there's no way to win. To be able to tap into the discipline. To remember the vision that you had. And to find that intensity to show up anyway. Now, it's not just blind intensity. You have to have the intention as well. Intentional intensity, if you want to think of it that way. Meaning, it's directed. It's focused. It's got a purpose and a point to it. That's what true drivens have. They also have the ability to be evaluative, meaning they can ask the question, is what I'm doing getting me where I want to go? Is it pointing me in the direction? What is it that I do on a consistent basis that's extremely effective, that's moving me closer to my targets, that's helping me accomplish my missions? Or what is holding me back? What's pulling me away? What am I consuming that's slowing me down, making me sick, ill, tired, ineffective? And what are the pivots? What can I do differently that's going to help me make that directional shift, even if it's just a degree or a half a degree, that's going to put me on the trajectory of where I want to be, trajectory of where I want to be. True drivens are very evaluative, not judgmental. They don't spend a lot of time overthinking shit, but they're very, they think critically about things. They're not critical. They're not in criticism. They're thinking critically, deeply, effectively, and actively. And I think I, I got to tell you, being evaluative leads to the next part of being true driven, and that's resourceful. Because I find that the most driven people in the world are extremely resourceful. The highest performing people I've ever had the privilege to work with, mentor, teach, or be mentored by are people who are extremely resourceful. They see an object, a, a barrier, something that creates a stop. And instead of allowing that thing to kick their ass, they step back and say, what might I need to do differently right now? They make the pivot. They think. They adapt, overcome, and they get through the challenge. One thing I learned in the military, being an aviator, going from being the bottom rank in the military, working my way up to become an aircraft mechanic, and then eventually a combat-decorated naval aviator. Pretty awesome accomplishment, for sure. But I'll tell you this. The most important takeaway is not how to fly airplanes, not how to, how to lead people. It's about how to create solutions when everybody else quits. It's about finding answers when everybody else throws their hands up and says, I've tried everything. Well, no, you haven't tried everything. Otherwise, you'd have the success. You quit too early because you didn't have the discipline. You didn't have the integrity, or I should say the intensity. You didn't have the vision and the follow through. And you probably weren't very evaluative. You weren't asking, what do I need to do differently here and get resourceful to find the solution? The other thing I will tell you, the sixth element of being a true driven is one that is going to be very unpopular. And that is this. You're going to have to find the dark side of your personality and leverage it. Some people call it negativity. I prefer not to see it as negativity. Tim Grover, amazing performance uh, consultant, author of the book Relentless, author of the book Winning, both mandatory reading as far as I'm concerned. He talks about your darkness, your dark side, finding that thing deep down inside of you that drives you. Now, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be things that probably most people would think of as negative or, or uh, frightening. 
aspects to your personality. Carl Jung talked about it being your shadow. But to deny that part of you and think you've always got to be positive, always got to be happy, always got to be upbeat is dangerous. It's freaking sociopathic almost. We've gotten to this place in society where we uh, deify and demonize. I'm sorry, we demonize, we don't deify. We deify happiness and positivity. Positivity. We say, hey, you always have to be happy and positive. But we demonize when we're angry, frustrated, sad, pissed off, or we have rage. Somebody cuts you off and the first thing you want to do is chase them down and beat their face. Doesn't mean you go down, chase them down and beat their face. But you can't deny that that part of you is inside of you. You have to say, how can I channel that? How can I take that energy and instead of you know throwing it at somebody I'm never going to see or some asshole who said something shitty to you on Twitter, how can you take that energy and focus it into the thing that's going to help you get to that next stage in your business, your career, your life? Knowing how to do that is one of the key principles and aspects of being a true driven, is the ability to harness all of your energy, the positive and the negative to be the most and the best you can be. Last thing I'm going to leave you with is the thing I call the the big four. And I kind of alluded to this a moment ago. I am a big proponent of the, these are what I call the big four. When you can get very clear on this, and it's going to be a major aspect of what we talk about here with True Driven. Your, your big four are your values, your vision, your mission, and your purpose. Now, you've heard me kind of throw those terms around interchangeably today in this, in this session here, but let's talk about them individually. First and foremost, your values, pretty straightforward. They're your core values. I encourage you to do some form of core value work. Uh, there's lots of great stuff out there. Core value equation. Uh, Darius Marsha Meza. I always jack that guy's name up, but look up the book core value equation. It's an amazing book. Darius is a fantastic dude. Hopefully I can get him on the podcast at some point. Your core values are the, are the drivers. They're basically the, the bumpers that keep you on track in your life. If you feel like you're rudderless right now, if you feel lost, if you feel marginalized, taken advantage of, if you feel tired, If you feel unfulfilled, chances are pretty good that you're not respecting or adhering to your core values. Your core values drive everything. They drive, or they better drive everything. Every decision you make, every relationship, every, uh, you know, association you build, whatever path or pursuit you're going after, your, your goals, absolutely. But more importantly, it's the, it's the fabric that makes up who you truly are at your core. Getting clear on what your values are and making sure that you're living in accordance with those values is key and essential. Your vision. I've said this before. I kind of d- describe what vision is, but you got to be on this path right now. Even if you don't know what your vision is, that's okay. You don't have to necessarily have it nailed down. If you do, fantastic. My challenge to you is, are you staying True to that. Are you staying, uh, you know, um, are you showing some fidelity to your to your vision on a consistent basis or are you just kind of letting shit, you know, knock you around? If you are, then go back to your values, your values and your vision need to be very tightly, tightly connected. When we talk about your mission, 
Your mission is much different than just your goals. And your mission, by the way, is going to change. Your vision might be the overarching theme of your life, whereas your mission is that thing you do for a finite period of time to help you realize your vision. Case in point, I had the vision that I wanted to make a huge impact in the world. Big fluffy idea. I wanted to be a force for good in the world. This is when I was younger. I've refined it since then. But my point is, I knew that's what I wanted to do. But my mission was to be a Navy pilot because my my mission was to become a Blue Angel. Because when I was really little and people didn't believe in me and said I'd never do it, I went to an air show. And I'll never forget this. Went to the air show right after I had enlisted in the military. I was still in high school. It was what they call the delayed entry program. And... I grew up in Boise, Idaho, like nowhere town, right? And the Blue Angels came to my town. And the recruiter's office worked a deal where we could actually meet the Blue Angels. It was amazing. This is a lifelong dream that I've been told by the vast majority of the world around me that it would never happen. And I'll never forget this. I met the lead pilot the commanding officer of the Blue Angels, Commander Gil Rude. And he told me, JT, I can see that this is a burning desire for you. You can accomplish this, buddy. You got this. He believed in me more than I believed in myself at that point. And he reinforced to me the power of my vision. And that's where it went. Well, it always was, but it reinforced it going from more than just a goal or a dream into my mission. Think about how you can be like Gil Rude was for me. Commander Rude gave me a reinforcement of a belief that was challenged on a daily basis. But I had that internal drive. And right now, as a true driven, you have the ability to be just like Commander Rude was for me. You have that ability to be the light, the reinforcement for somebody else who might be feeling a little bit marginalized, misunderstood, or otherwise overlooked. Now, if you are a true driven and you're feeling it, just like I was feeling it, just know that there's going to be other true drivens like myself who will reinforce that if you stay tuned and stay plugged into this community. And that's literally what being on a mission is all about. It's not just a simple goal. Goals can change. Goals, goals can kind of leave you high and dry. Dreams you wake up from. You can, you can lose yourself or you can somehow kind of give up on both of those. But when it's your mission, you will fight till the very end to accomplish it. That's the difference. And then, of course, the fourth element of the big four is purpose. Now, I'm not talking about finding your purpose, so to speak. You might. Sometimes finding your purpose is a lifelong pursuit. I'm talking about doing things with purpose, showing up with purpose, saying that even though right now I'm going to do this thing I don't love to do, maybe it's taking out the trash or doing the, doing the dishes, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. If you're in a boring meeting, challenging yourself to be as focused and as present as you can to contribute to the meeting. If you're a leader, showing up, and even though you've got members of your team who are underperformers, how can you help them elevate their game or move on to find something better? How can you help your top performers go to an even higher level? How can you challenge yourself to climb that next rung on the ladder and go one step higher? 
purpose, living with purpose, doing everything with purpose, showing up with that intensity and intention like we talked about with True Driven. That's the big four. And I'm going to be talking more about the big four in a future podcast. I just want to kind of leave that with you because it's important to know this. Right now more than ever, right now more than ever, our society is hurting. It's hurting because of a deficiency in leadership, in a deficiency in excellence. We have learned how to accept whatever. We've learned to lower our expectations. Those days stop here. You and I, we, we have to be willing to hold the line. We have to be willing to show up. We have to be willing to not just achieve for ourselves, but to set the tone and the example for other people, the next generation or this current generation or the one that preceded us to be the light, to be the beacon, but also to be proof that we will not back down to mediocrity. We will show up and we will be the best we can be all the time, every time. And when we do get our ass kicked, we don't stay down. We get up. We fight for what we believe in. We fight for what we value. We fight for our vision. And we fight for others. That's what this is about. And if that's something you can subscribe to and get behind, then my friend, welcome home. It's going to be an amazing journey. And I'm grateful that you're here with me on this journey. Looking forward to doing it again soon. If you got value from today's podcast, share it wide, share it far, share it with people that you know need to hear the message. Know this, that we will grow in numbers. We will awaken and come together as a unified tribe. That's what we do. More importantly, we're going to do this to help even people who don't want our help to show them the way. And allow them to wake up to their own reality, their own truth, truth, even if they're not true driven. That's okay. We don't judge other people. We don't diminish other people. We help, we elevate, and we show the way. That's our job. That's what we do. We do it together, and we do it with a sense of courage. We do it with a sense of freedom. We do it with a sense of purpose. Because that's who we are. We are true driven. My friends, thank you for very much for showing up to this. Stay tuned for more. And uh, make sure that if you're not yet subscribed, get yourself over to jttobolt.com. Stay tuned. You can get on my uh, email list and I'll stay communicating with you and giving you updates on this podcast and other stuff that's coming out. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, fly far, stay driven.